Welcome to the Super Awesome You. Coming to you on the Super Awesome Mix Podcast Network, I'm your host, Samra Abuselbi. Each week I'll be covering motivation, goals, some of the signs behind these things, and of course, I'll be adding one song to our ongoing motivation playlist, which is available in the show notes. If you enjoy the show, please pass it on and leave a five-star review. It only takes about a minute, and it helps grow the show and reach more people. This week, I'm going to be covering the topic, again, of breaking things down, but more specifically, how to really think about your goals, especially with the new year right around the corner. So most people, including myself, really like to think of the new year, obviously, as like an opportunity for the new you. It's a good point to kind of reflect and take stock in how this year went and how you imagine this next year to go. If you're also like me, you make a lot of lofty goals for yourself. So I'm going to focus on an example that I see a lot and I've also done myself, which is like, I want to read more. Reading is such a great activity. It really helps calm your mind. It removes a lot of like noise. It's difficult to read and do something else at the same time. But here's the issue with, with you know, going into the new year and setting a goal of like, I'm going to read 18 books this year. You've got a whole year to do it, right? And that's like your first thought is like, I've got all year. I mean, it's a year. I've got so much time. You know, December 31st is literally the furthest possible way from January 1st um, counting forward because obviously it's, <laughs> if you could go back, it's just the day before. But going forward, it seems like you've got, a, you know, a veritable lifetime in order to read these books. And so you might set out to start like a little bit here and there, but things get in the way, you know, you've got plans, it's January, you, you know, you're starting maybe a new job or you want to see your friends or you're coming off the holiday high and you think, yeah, no problem. I'm going to, I'll get to this, like, even, even if I start in February, like what's the harm? I've still got 11 months if I start in February and you see where this is going. It's very similar to episode one. You just keep putting it off and then December comes around and you haven't done anything. And so the way I thought about how to break this down is like, what if you had instead committed to 10 minutes a day? And you hear this a lot, right? Like, just do something for 10 minutes a day. But I really wanted to dig in on this a little bit further. Rather than thinking about it as just 10 minutes a day, I'm actually going to think about it as what happens when you do that for an entire year. So 10 minutes a day is actually about 60 hours in a year. So let's imagine that in those 10 minutes, you're able to read about five pages consistently, you know, like depending on like the page size and, and the font size and all those different things, right? So you read five pages in 10 minutes. That's about 1,800 pages on the entire year. So 1,800 pages, again, depending on the book lengths that you go for, could be anywhere from like two really long Stephen King novels to like 12 or 15 books, you know, depending if, you, again, if you pick up like shorter books and that's totally fine. Like no one is... No one is judging you on what length books you read. The point is that you just wanted to read more. So having read 1,800 pages sounds pretty good. Like that's an accomplishment. And you did that by signing yourself up initially to only read for 10 minutes a day. So another way to kind of frame this in your mind, I'm going to tie this into kind of a meme that I've seen that really makes me laugh. I've seen it a number of times and every time it makes me chuckle, which is like someone sits down in front of their TV with a remote in hand and is like, oh, Netflix asks you, do you want to watch a 10-hour movie? 
<laughs> you know, everyone's reaction to that question is like, oh my God, no. Why would I ever want to watch a 10-hour movie? I struggle to even commit to like, these days, like a two-hour movie. I'm like, two hours? Literally, I'd, who has two hours to sit and watch a movie? That's madness. It's a reason why I still haven't rewatched Lord of the Rings, even though I kind of really want to, because those movies are so long. But then in the very next scene, Netflix is like, hey, do you want to watch at 10 episodes of a one hour show. And of course, everyone's is like, clear my calendar, tell all my friends I'm busy or that something came up and I got to cancel because I know what I'm doing this entire weekend. I will be sitting right here and I will be watching these 10 one hour long episodes. And there's a lot of psychology between those two decisions, right? And there's some other things at play, right? It, you know, we like to, we like things that kind of are compartmentalized. It's easier for us to take small bites of things than it is for a very large bite. And so our brain is like one hour at a time sounds very reasonable. It gives us an exit path. If I don't like it, I can leave in an hour. Whereas like a 10 hour commitment right out of the gate, you know, you're asking for a lot because you really like complete things. Our brain has a tendency to want things to be complete. And, uh, you know, you can see this even visually. Like if you ever draw a circle and you leave it almost barely, you know, open, if you just glance at it or you look at it from a distance, your brain is going to see it as a complete circle. Like we have no problem kind of auto-completing that tiny little bit because again, our brain really likes things to be finished. So I bring all this up because whenever we go into a goal with, you know, this idea of like watching that 10 hour movie, that's a very long period of time for our brain to get that complete check mark and feel good about itself. But whenever we go into it by saying, I'm going to watch it one hour at a time, it's like, yeah, I can commit one hour of time, no problem. And now you get 10 check marks. You feel really good about those 10 check marks because every time you finish an episode, you're like, this is amazing. Look at what I've done. I've accomplished something today. That's what you need to think about for all of your goals. You know, you're not committing to 12 books a year. You're not committing for 60 hours of reading, which again is like a long time to sit and only read and you need to eat and you need to do other things. So obviously that, that's going to get in the way. But those 10 hours, excuse me, but those 60 hours you are committing by just doing 10 minutes a day. And like 10 minutes a day is, is a great little check mark for your brain. And what's gonna happen, because this is exactly what always happens, is like the, the first month of reading 10 minutes a day is gonna feel like a little bit of a struggle because it's a new thing you're trying to fit in, right? And, and 10 minutes might not sound like a lot, but it can be a lot. So you find, you know, your rhythm of like, do you put those 10 minutes at the start of your day? Do you put it in the middle of the day, at the end of the day? I typically find that end of the day is like usually the, the squishiest amount of time you can replace usually like, especially if you work during the day, you can find a, a replacement activity where you can just put 10 minutes aside and read versus like, you know, a Netflix show or an HBO show, whatever the case may be. Those 10 minutes, you know, you can set a timer you're going to get easier and easier at doing them and you're going to go longer and longer. And before you know it, like you've developed a reading habit and your 10 minutes a day is now half an hour a day or maybe even an hour a day. Maybe you've cut out television completely and you can be one of these like really obnoxious people that says, oh, I don't watch television and feel really good about yourself doing that because you developed your way there by just starting to commit, you know, 10 minutes a day. You, you were getting those early check marks. You got those early wins in there and it sets you up for the larger wins along the way. So think about that whenever you're setting up these goals. Yes, you can have kind of in the back of your mind this like grandiose plan of you're going to read 100 books this year, but don't actually write down you're going to read 100 books this year. Like that can just be something you keep in your mind. Instead, write that you're going to read for 15 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, whatever the case may be. 
if you're planning on running a marathon, like, yeah, I understand you need to sign up for the marathon and you're going to be doing that. By the way, that's something I want to be doing this next year. And so I will let you know how that goes. But rather than think about the fact that I'm going to run for 26 miles, which at my pace is probably going to take me close to five hours, I am instead thinking about it like, what do I need to do this week? And I've got a training plan. And this week it tells me I need to run, I don't know, like eight miles across a number of days. Cool that's fine. I can do those runs and I'm just looking at it literally week by week because that is so much more digestible and a lot less frightening than thinking about what's going to happen in a year time when I'm at that starting line and I've got to run for 26 miles, which just sounds crazy to me right now. New year, think about your goals in a very digestible way. Get those early check marks, like complete, you know, let your brain get the completion benefit of being like, I did this. And that is going to set you up so much more for success and you're going to feel a lot better because now in February and March, you're going to already have developed the habit and it's because you started so small and you again realize that this is small over the course of a year, right? You're, you're working in this other way. You're doing a little bit because you have a year rather than doing nothing because you have a year. And I think that's the really key difference here. So this week's song of the week here in the short amount of time that we've got left is the song Happiness by Black Keys. This was recently featured on my 2022 Best Of in the Super Awesome Mix show. And it's all because of this one lyric here that I'm going to read to you before we sign out. And the singer sings, you got to do the thing you don't want to do. And even if it's going to ruin what you had, if what you had was bad, say the words you don't want to say and find the nerve to stop delaying happiness. It isn't known to us. In other words, just go out and do the thing, right? We make a lot of excuses. We have a lot of reasons why we don't want to do it. It might be because it's a scary change. It might be because the change puts us in an uncomfortable position. But if you find that you just do the thing that you don't want to do, you're going to be in a much better position. And happiness is attainable. And like you'll feel a lot of joy going after it. Great song. Love the Black Keys. I can assure you this is not the only time they're going to appear on this um, podcast. So with that... I hope you have an amazing end of year. I hope you have plenty of time to reflect on the new year and what you want. Please be sure to follow at Super Awesome Mix and follow this podcast if you don't already. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, be sure to share and review. Have a super awesome, wonderful week.